What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have a special guest. He's all the way from Colorado. He is a personal trainer, nutritionist, TV health host for Univision, athlete for Optimum Nutrition, and he is the founder and owner of AC Driven Training. Please help me welcome Alex Carnero. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a special guest. He's a top-level personal trainer, nutritionist, and he is the TV host for Univision. Please help me welcome Alex Carnero. What is up, my brother? Oh, thank you guys for having me. And like I said, thank you for uh, not destroying my last name. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Definitely. And I got you, bro. Uh, no, it's a no doubt about it. <laughs> so how you been, man? How's everything going? Um, you know, I know in the, in the personal training field, um, things shifted drastically for a lot of coaches. And, um, you know, you being, you know, somebody of high level in your field in the fitness industry, how was that approach for you? Um, how did you go about it? And, and you know, how'd you, how'd you change the way that you were going to go about your business um, with the whole COVID situation? And how have you adapted from, to, to a, new, uh, a new way of coaching to be able to keep yourself elevating to the next level? It's a great question. So, you know, I always tell everyone, you got two choices in life. You can decide to be a negative or a positive person. You know, it's always a choice. And uh, I'm not in a position to be thinking negatively in any aspect of my life. You know, it's always forward. So it's not about encountering the problem. It's about encountering the solutions to that problem and finding different options to solve that issue. We had to close for the, for the month, you know, it was mandatory Colorado state rules, but uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't freak out like a lot of trainers and try and, you know, immediately to become someone I'm not and take my whole business online. That's just not who I am. I've always been more in the hands-on type of person communicating, explaining things. So instead of, you know, freaking out and decided to do all that, I just made my program here even better knowing that people would want to come back and physically train uh, at our facility. And unfortunately, yeah, a lot of big box gyms and a lot of studios did close, but um, that is a reflection of fortune of your past actions. If you weren't prepared for something like this to happen, you know, you're not really supposed to be a business owner. I mean, I understand that a lot of people are not going to agree with that, but I always plan for the worst with the most positive mindset possible. That way, if something does hit me that I'm not expecting, I have different solutions to that problem. Um, and as soon as we reopened, the crowd in Colorado was ready to physically get back to leave the house and actually start moving. It's great to work out outdoors, but it's obviously, you know, sometimes not the same as having a facility where people can come in and, you know, physically exert that energy with the weights. I agree 100%, man. I, especially the fact that you brought up, um, you know, preparing, always preparing for the worst and, and, and always knowing that some kind of outcome can happen where, you know, you might hit a huge barrier along the way and you got to be ready for that. So the fact that you bringing that up is, is definitely very important for a lot of young entrepreneurs out there, especially as health and fitness coaches, um, being ready, being prepared and always expecting for, for the possible worst. As we all know, nothing is guaranteed in life and everything can just be taken like this in the snap of a finger. Um, so that was you, a good snap. Woo! I know you loved it. Hopefully it comes out loud and proud on the podcast. Um, 
But yeah, man, it's just one of those things where if you can mentally have that mindset preparation um, and when these things happen to you, you're ready to tackle it on instead of letting it crumble you down. You know how to face it and, and, and overturn whatever issues that you know might you might face and just keep winning and moving forward. When, you know, when you open a business, because we've been in operation now for four years, I think the number one mistake most people do is start taking the money out of the business as soon as it's making an income. And I didn't even touch that for two years. That money just kept adding in the bank, adding in the bank, adding in the bank. And so when we did have to close, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, where am I going to get that money from? You know, I took the minimal amount to pay myself and then the rest, I still did other jobs to, you know, survive, survive. Uh, but I learned a lot from my clients. I mean, I have some amazing top 500 fortune clients, you know, some of, some of the most wisest businessmen have walked through my door and they've given me advice. So as a trainer, I'm not just trying to teach people how to have a better health, but I'm also absorbing any type of knowledge that these fine gentlemen or fine women come in here and teach me. And so when I started noticing their patterns, I started asking them about what, what are they doing in these times of, you know, economic distress. And that was something I was already doing. So I felt pretty proud that even though I didn't really major in that aspect, I already kind of knew the basics of what I should be doing in order to preserve my business. And if not, and I don't like the word preserve, preserve just means I'm barely making it. If I'm not killing it in my industry, then I'm not fulfilled with what I'm doing. So um, the first question everyone asks me is like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a personal trainer. And ask me, how do you afford, you know, your cars, your houses? I'm like, look, I'm a personal trainer, but I also do a lot of things in the spectrum of a trainer that most people don't do. TV appearances, write books, network. Like, well, it seems like you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, look, you can label anything you want, but we're all entrepreneurs if we're living for ourselves, you know? Um, you just have to pre-plan ahead of the game and, you know, make sure, like you said, like if the zombie apocalypse happens, I already have my AK-47 ready. To- yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, hey, we live in Florida. You know that we're, you know that we're strapped up. We're ready to go too. That's right. And the zombie apocalypse honestly might start down here. I mean, we've already had right? some dude eat another dude's face off while he was alive. <laughs> that was great, bro. That was right down uh, from my I'm old safe. apartment. You know, yeah, you're in. Says that if the zombie apocalypse happens, the rock is the safest. Yeah, look, you might look, be good. Look, dude, you, you guys don't get hurricanes. Um, you guys don't nope. get her- earthquakes. No, just um, blizzards. Just blizzards, just pretty blizzards. much. If there's if 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 the if the world starts going underwater, you guys will probably be at the top. Yeah, chilling. you guys will be good. You'll be at, you'll, you'll get you'll some beachfront. Yeah, you have some beachfront property. <laughs> if it gets real bad. That'd be nice up here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna have to. Uh, think about moving out there then, because my aunt, my my aunt, my uncle and cousin live in Denver. Yeah, plus we can <laughs> we can transcend this existence, dude. Shrooms Boom. are shrooms are legal in Denver. Yeah. That's right. You know, we can really fucking get to some higher ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is a plus of Colorado. Well, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, I'm I'm really glad that you brought up those couple points. You know, one as a trainer, and I've I've mentioned this to everyone that's asked me for advice about how I've become successful in the field is like, just like you mentioned, yeah, I'm training people, but you'd be, you know, I'd lie. I'd be lying right to your face. If I told you that all we did was talk about training, you know, maybe 25 to 35% of the time we're talking about things that actually revolve around their training program. Other than that, I mean, I'm seeing these people, you know, three to six times a week. I can't just talk about, diet and exercise during this whole time i'm constantly picking their brain trying to figure out just like you said like some so most of my clients are some of the most successful people in south beaches like, well how the f- how the fuck did you get there you know it's like let's 
Go let's ahead. be honest. People like to talk about themselves. Right. It's, it's a very, you know, That's right. I'm, it's not everyone, but on a large majority of people like to talk about themselves. So if I'm here for an hour with multiple people a day, um, obviously I'm not going to talk about myself. That'd be the most selfish thing I can do for a client. Right. I want to have, have them have the experience of coming in and working with me and an experience means that I'm listening to them, but I'm also asking the questions to guide them towards the, what I want to learn from them. Otherwise right. I'm going to sit there and talk about, you know, what, martini that had last night instead Mm -hmm. of you know what stocks should i be investing in and we were actually literally like right before we we jumped on the podcast um we were talking should i invest in microsoft or should i invest on tiktok with the possible acquisition of what's going to happen with that or should i invest at all if trump doesn't really allow that acquisition right so we're i'm doing we're doing you know bicep curls we're talking about stocks yeah so if you have the opportunity to sit down and talk to someone about something that you can gain from and they're willing to teach you that by all means, you know, I mean, what's the definition of death, but not learning from, from anything else. Yeah. So amen to that, you know? Yeah. I I always, I always tell young trainers, you know, like once you build a solid clientele base that you can, you know, handpick and and figure out the type of people that you really want to work with, essentially you have 10 to, you know, 25 highly motivated, highly skillful, highly educated mentors. And if you don't take advantage of that, then you're wasting all of that time that you're really training them, not developing your own self. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my clients, at least I I think, I think the, the like most recent client I have is two, two years been training with me for two years now. So, you know, I've learned a substantial amount from these people. They're like family to me now. They, they want, as I'm sure your clients do, they want to see you succeed. Like, you know, they oh, want to see you do things outside of the gym that are going to help take your life a lot forward. Because, I mean, if we're being honest, there's only so many hours in the day. So there's only so much money we can really make from specifically training people. Right. And they know that we know that. And if you're honest with them, like, listen, like I, I do want to I do want to have a, a greater purpose in life, even though training is a great purpose. But I want to be able to have financial freedom so I can feel as excited as I do now about training, you know, 10 years from now. They'll jump on board and, and they'll do, you know, anything to, to help you out. I tell people all the time that, you know, as a fitness professional, it's so amazing and rewarding the fact that you can be around all these amazing mm-hmm. high level individuals, probably more than than other people are capable of being around. And to be around some of these level the high level professionals, you have to either pay to go to networking events, seminars, oh, chambers, yeah, chambers yeah, yeah. of commerce. And guess what happens? They already know people want to hit them up and talk to them about yeah, business. So their guards are up. Yeah. Their walls and guards are up. When they come to you, guards are down. They're put they already put their trust in you with their body, their mind, their so with all their all the, the things that they need to achieve. And it's just it's like breaking the ice because now they're mm-hmm. comfortable with you and it's just gonna come out. You know, like you said, they're gonna wanna talk to you, they're gonna wanna talk about what they're going through, what they're doing, their projects, this and that. And it's the best opportunity to just sit back and listen and absorb everything. And you're getting all this information without even having to pay to go to a seminar. And you're getting in the most personable level possible and probably in the most rawest level possible. Yeah, because, you know, during these seminars, you see what they want you to hear. But when you're with me, you actually get to hear what they want to truly say. And so that's a whole one, uh, valuable experience on a whole different level. And, 
you know, if you're paying for multiple seminars here, I get multiple people from different backgrounds, from different industries who can give me a different perspective so that I can create my own path. And so, like you said before too, everyone wants to see me succeed. So they give me ideas. Hey, what if I do this? And what if you do that? What if you talk to these people? And, you know, that is the difference between someone who sees a job and someone who sees a career because someone who sees a job just wants to, you know, get their hourly pay, get in and get out. Once you're investing yourself in a career, you start investing in yourself first. And, you know, once you do that, you can start learning from everything around you and who you want around you. I'm sure you guys have heard, you already heard the expression, you know, uh, there's tons of them, but they all kind of come back to the same thing. You know, whoever you surround with, you're surrounded with are the people who are going to elevate you or bring you down. Well, if I'm surrounded by a bunch of multimillionaires who are, you know, want me, my success, I, there's something I can learn from them that already increases my worth. And so I always tell trainers who are beginning their journey uh, first to find your meaning of success, you know, because, you know, we have this idea now, especially in social media, that successful people live in mansions and drive X cars and drive, you know, have X brands. And that's not true, but Define your success and then, you know, define your target audience because it was only when I defined my target audience and I had these people in my life that they all kind of magically, magically started showing up in my life. And uh, most trainers, when they're beginning their path, they just want clients, just want as many as possible. And I've done that path and it just ruined my mental health because I have people walk in here every day with all their type of life problems, just boom, just throw it at me. And I'm like, I should be charging triple the amount if I'm going to be listening to all this crap. Yeah. You're not a therapist? Yeah, we know we know how that is. We yeah. both worked at Equinox. We so we got we, know. we got bombarded with yeah, oh my with God. all that and and, and and especially at Equinox when you know they're crunching, hey, you got to hit those numbers, you got to hit the number. You're saying like, yeah, fuck, I got to take whatever I can now. You yeah. know. But that's yeah. the beautiful when you get to that level, you get to pick and choose now who you want to work with, you know, and then you have the you have that that luxury of yourself of being able um to just say, you know what? I want to work with these group of people. I want to. I want to do this. This is my avatar. This is my 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 client that's that I speak out to. That speaks out to me. This is who I resonate the best with. This is who I can see myself hanging out with or talking to every single day. This is the person I want to work with. Well, and there's something sad. Well, I have seven employees, yeah. so like if someone walks in and I'm not the best match. Right. Boom. I can match them with who I think is even better. Right. So when you get to that point too, you're not taking a client that you're like. I'm not the best trainer for this guy, but I'll take it because like you said, you know, I got to meet a sales quota or I got to meet something in my case, in my place, I can be like, Oh, look, I got someone way better than me. That's actually even cheaper. That's going to benefit you way more. So I'm actually helping the client more than just taking in as many clients as possible. Right. And also bringing value to, you know, kind of circling back to, you know, a little selfishness, like back to your own, your own business. Like you're, you're actually bringing value by, uh, you know, referring out to someone else who might be better because and and i i mentioned this to younger trainers too who come to me for mentorships is like you know like you were mentioning might not be the best fit for you to train that person but if you set them up with the right person then all of their friends still might come to you because you did the the right thing you did the professional thing the thing that you were supposed to do and say you know I'm definitely not going to be able to help you out the way that you think I'm going to be able to. So let me refer you to, you know, Alex or Mendez and, and, you know, they'll be able to take care of you better. And when they go to talk to their friends, like, you know, uh, I couldn't work with him, but you know, he was super nice, really professional. And now I'm with a trainer that I really love. And, you know, I think that you'd be a really great fit uh, with, with Alex. So, you know, why don't you go for him? And then it could end up being, you know, a client that you train for 10 plus years 
who's like a you know a cash cow for you and does all those other things for you that we talked about you know on the side once they do really start to feel like they're family which is inevitable if you train someone for long enough and that's the thing though it's bringing back the word personal into personal training mm-hmm. like i personally have no issues with uh how the world is being run right now with a lot of online training it's it's a phenomenal industry um i just feel like when someone walks in here i want to be the most personal approach to their personal problems, not a cookie cutter program that fits, you know, everyone. So what, what I, my mission is here is to make sure that it is as personal as it gets for the client. So they have the best experience possible. Not a lot of people are going to say a lot of business. That's a lot of work, Alex, but you know what, at the end of the day, I can still go to bed and feel comfortable with that. I did everything possible for that client and, you know, feel like my job is done at the end of the day. That is my job is to solve people with fitness solutions, not just try and, you know, gather as many clients as possible, have a bunch of unhappy people and then, you know, just turn them over. It's like you brought up earlier, you know, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then that's what counts. And if you can feel fulfilled at the end of the day, then that's what you want to keep on doing and moving forward with that. I want to ask you, um, you know, especially for all the people that know who you are, um, getting to know uh, about your business, you know, how you interact and work with some really high level people. How was Alex when he first started and did you work for other people before you open up your own spot before you went independent or did you go down the independent route straight off the back? So the story takes, you know, lots of twists and turns. Um, first of all, I came to the U S at 18. My, my American dream was to, you know, be in a cover of a few magazine covers. I wanted to follow the Arnold path, right? The bodybuilding competitions, all that. We see those, yeah, we, we, we see those we AKs see you got there. It. We see it. Thanks for uh, embarrassing us. I'm going to have to do like fucking 10,000 curls after this. <laughs> Don't forget the chest. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, we um, chest over here. <laughs> never said that, but. Uh, no. uh, Are you thinking? At 18, no, I'm just my, kidding. Yeah, no, I never thought about my, my, my ambition was to be the cover model. That was my ambition, you know. But I also knew that I only had four years of a student visa. That's how much, how long they gave me for my education. My school was in kinesiology. So I started working on campus as a trainer because that was the only possible job that I could work on in, in, in the U.S., you know, with the student visa. You have to work in campus. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to work in a cafeteria. That's not my thing. I might as well just invest in actually something that's useful for my profession, which is personal training at the rec center. I did that. Um, and then we also had a half a semester, which was 500 hours of internship. So you actually chose which gym you would go and work with and work as an intern. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? All my friends are choosing the easiest path they could find. You know, let's work for a big box gym. I'll pick up towels. I'll clean floors. I'm like, that's not going to add any value to me. So I actually applied to the three hardest or more prestigious facilities uh, 11 or 12 years ago here in Denver. And I got accepted to two. Um, and then I chose, wait, great. If I got two, then at least I'm going to choose the most prestigious one. So they'd never actually had an intern and never worked with anyone who's 21 years old and had no experience in personal training. Now, the one thing I had to my advantage was I was already published in men's health as a contributor to the magazine. So I didn't waste time in college as a foreigner. I was like, okay, I can choose going out partying and, you know, do all that and sacrifice a whole day later with feeling hungover, or I can just, you know, literally become the nerd and study all night, spend the time at the gym and learn as much as I can from this country before I potentially go back to uh, Brazil. 
And I did not want to go back to Brazil because I knew that the U.S. was the land of opportunity. So um, I got that internship and they helped me keep an extension uh, for my student visa to get a work visa at their facility. These people were absolutely amazing. Now, fresh off the bat, I was already making $42.50 already as a, as a, as a graduate from school. All my friends who had worked at 24 hour, no offense, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decent facility in my head, but those people who went, took the, the fast way out, they're unemployed. They were making maybe $12 an hour. They didn't know what they wanted to do with the degree. And so I already aimed as an young age, I'm going to do the hardest possible path possible so that I can build a reputation for myself. So I did work at a corporate facility for two years. It helped me build that people talking skills because I was in the epicenter of the richest people in Colorado. So I had to learn how to talk to people, how to present myself, body language. Um, and then as soon as I became an IFBB pro of the category, the physique division, I was actually the third uh, physique in the history and the first Latin to get that pro card. Ooh. I said, okay, I'm going to take the next opportunity, right? I'm going to become a physique coach because there's no one else in this field in Colorado. Exploded, I was about to ask really you that. Well. How many people in Colorado actually because <laughs> I was going to say, I don't hear too much of that. So that, that was definitely a big market for you. I mean, for yourself. It was. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that sounds you know, more right like here. Miami. <laughs> yeah. my, uh, hey, there we go. My, uh, you know, 13 were given out that a year. Wow. And then you Amazing. guys can see, you know, I built a little bit of a path, you know, my, my degrees, my covers, everything happened little by little. But the thing that kind of kept me going, that mindset was, I don't know how long I got in the U.S. I got to take advantage of as much shit as possible because I don't want to go back to South America and not have anything to show for it. But one, le one thing led to the other jobs, you know, extension to visas to the point where I was able to stay in the U S become a citizen, which I'm extremely proud of. And, um, I always chose the path of most, the most resistance. I mean, that path does not bring the happiest memories. I'll tell you that yeah, for sure. I can agree. You know, yeah. I went through a divorce because of that path. I mean, I was so focused like on, being the best version of myself and be so successful that I forgot that I was married, that I wasn't, you know, I mean, I wasn't that I was in that I was 21, 22, 23 years old. What am I, how am I supposed to even know what a husband means? But I lost a wife in that path. Um, but I gained a been lot there. of, you know, discipline towards my career. Yeah. Yeah. Been there. Um, don't regret it. No, nope. regret the divorce. No, nope. <laughs> he's like, wait, um, Nope, not one bit, but, uh, you know, life just takes all these paths, but you gotta be, you know, I always, I always told myself, I'd be like, I'd be literally at 10 PM sending sponsorship letters to all these companies asking for, you know, supplements or stuff before the social media market boomed. And every time I'd get a, a no to me, it just meant next opportunity. I got to keep sending more emails or more emails. And with sending those emails every night, uh, I got an opportunity here, which led me to a greater opportunity here, which led me to a greater opportunity there. And, you know, I built my, 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 my name and reputation on, you know, TV hosting, uh, you know, reality TV shows, magazine covers to the point where I said, you know what, the only way I'm going to have my financial freedom is if I do open my own place, I have people working for me so that if I do go to Aspen during the weekend, um, you know, I'm still making money, um, build a phenomenal team of trainers, which it can be hard. And, uh, you know, just be the best version of myself. That's, that's what I seek from myself and from my clients, but it always does take the path of most resistance, which just sucks. And, but it, it develops the character the, of the person that you need to be in order to keep going farther and farther. Right. I think, Definitely. I think that the adversity that you face by taking that path, right. By, by facing the, 
the barriers that are really stopping you from making the progress that you need to make in your own life, right? So then you can do all these amazing things that you've been able to do, right? And and then translate that into having your own team and, and having to be responsible in part uh, for the livelihood of other people and their progress, right? Like you, at least in my own personal opinion, like I've leaned on those those hardships. I've leaned on those bad experiences that I've had in order to be able to teach people how to not go about things more than necessarily go about things, right? I, I always want to give them the freedom to make their own path, but there's definitely things that I've done in, in my own, you know, short 10 year career of training where I can say like, well, you definitely shouldn't tell someone to go fuck themselves in the middle of a session. That's not going <laughs> to, you know, that's not, that's not how it's going to work, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I, like you mentioned, you know, it, it does build character, but more importantly, it, it makes you realize like how, minuscule a lot of the issues that we think arise in our life all the all the quote-unquote problems that we have are are really nothing but you know creations of our own thinking of our own thought process of you know you mentioned earlier oh well you're an entrepreneur it's like well you can box me in however you think you want to i'm not going to do that because then that limits the possibilities that i'm creating for my own self yeah, uh, and, it's, it's and, the labels these days right. that are killing yeah uh, everyone you know, wants to box all, you everything in everything has to have a label yeah everything oh so if you if you lift weights, you're a bodybuilder. If you do MMA, you're a kickboxer. It's just, it's funny. Everyone needs a mold to fit their own perspective into something. It doesn't make sense to most people that you could be honestly nothing yep. and right. be extremely successful. Yeah. You know, one of my clients, I, I've asked him 15,000 times what the hell he does. And I still don't understand what he does in pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just know he's successful. And he told me like, why do you need to know exactly what I do? And I said, I don't know. I think it's just a bad habit of having to exactly understand what you do to understand how you make your money. And he goes, doesn't matter really. You know, I tell him that all the time. Everything. Yeah. So, so true. So true. I, I, the funniest story I have is, you know, I'm blessed that I've worked hard enough to drive the car. I have the house, I, you know, I present myself in, in decent clothes. And when I go out and I meet a bunch of new people um, and I, and you know, they ask me, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, personal trainer. And they're like, how the hell does a personal trainer afford these things? And I'm like, look, you could be a plumber for all you yeah. say and have a, yeah. a million dollar business. It's the label. Oh, if you're a trainer, you're supposed to That's be poor. Yep. If you're a lawyer, you're supposed to be rich. If you're mm -hmm. a doctor, you're supposed to be even more rich. Well, I hate to break the bubble. I sometimes make more in a year than a doctor probably does. Yep. Yep. It's the passion for what you do and finding solutions to the problems instead of sitting there. I mean, like, and this is what most people do. Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I haven't made the money I'm supposed to be making, supposed to be making uh, at this age. Hence, we have the problem of expectation doesn't meet reality. And uh, they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, look, you're doing everything I've been doing. But the thing is, I already had an, an, an end mission at the end of my head. I wanted to make this much money. I have this definition of what success means to me. And I won't break my own life rules. I've created a set of life rules Love that it. I will not break because it will not mess up my mental health. I will not sacrifice that for anything in this life. And when they start listening to that, like, okay, you know, what's the first suggestion? I'm like, leave whatever corporation you're working and start learning how to market to the sales, uh, Facebook funnels, Instagram funnels, using, you know, learn everything. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. What do no you want? shit. Yeah, you of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you want? Like, that's yeah. the thing. You know, open a gym and you got 15,000 clients walk in and you're rich overnight. That shit doesn't happen. Yeah. But uh, people want to, social people media want the, does. The, right. Yep. Right. People, people <laughs> just want, that that golden platter to fall on their lap and um you know going back to some of the things you were saying about you know you know the the labels and all that stuff you know a lot of times people paint this narrative 
of that of that stereotypical person whatever they're labeled for uh and that's what they think you know like you said personal trainer well you know personal trainers only typically make this much money or they only do this well that's a narrative you're putting in your head well that's the money you're going to attract in your life you know so if you can switch that way of thinking and you know obviously you're an example of it approaching it in a different way and it's not about you being a personal trainer it's about what do you want out of what you're doing and what do you want to be able to get out of life doesn't matter what you're doing as far as your profession or how you're going about it it's the actual work behind it how you approach it um, how you deliver it and how you make it happen for yourself you know it doesn't matter what profession you do and that's what i tell people all the time as well it's you got to also stop painting these narratives in your head of what people stereotype whatever it is that they're labeling well it's crazy too like how dialed in the boxes that they get like i'll go to dinner with some people and you know obviously dessert like the dessert menu comes out and I'm like, oh, I'll have like the vanilla ice cream and chocolate cake. They're like, you're really going to eat that? It's like, did <laughs> you just hear, did you just hear me order it? Like, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to eat all of it. Oh, really? It's People like, sure look at my Instagram stories then. Cause all my Instagram stories are, are fancy alcohol drinks yeah. and dessert. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I put on a lot of my Instagram stories. And then always, just like you said, be like, how do you stay in shape and drink this and eat that? And I'm like, look, First of all, I'm standing up for nine hours a day, (laughs) three times a day with kickboxing, everything else I do. Mm. Like, don't compare my life with yours either. Like that just because I can drink doesn't mean you should drink. But it's it's what I call the Google curse, too. If you type in personal personal trainer income, there's your bracket, 35,000 to maybe $42,000. So right there, the the mindset's ready. Oh, crap. $42,000 is as much as I could potentially make. Let me look for something else or let me pull up a book that says how, who makes the most amount of money, which in these days it's all digital, like, you know, software engineer, this engineer, you know, this, that. So people start lacking, you know, creativity now, how they can take a profession, make it better and enjoy themselves instead of seeing, okay, I really want to help people. I want to be a personal trainer, but really $42,000, that doesn't sound like I could be happy with that. Right now you're associating happiness with financial success. And then you put those together and it's, a, again, the Google curse. And it's I, a recipe for disaster. I really love how you brought that Google curse up because it's so true. When people look things on Google, they take everything literally, literally. And and it's just like, yeah, it can, it can really fuck with your mindset when, you know, it's like you said, if you're truly happy and passionate about something that you do and you do it at your best capacity, you know, God knows where that can take you, you know, just because you're a trainer making this much doesn't mean I'm going to be a trainer making this much. Or, or I'm going to go about training this way because that's how everybody views training. Well, it's bullshit. Well, how would you, yeah. how, what advice would you give to someone who, you know, might be aware now that they're stuck in this like siloed approach of thinking, right? Where they're putting all of these constructs on themselves. What advice would you give to them to break free of that, you know, so that they can start to see the endless opportunities that they have to succeed, whether it be financially or socially or however they, you know, feel they need to fill those pockets in their life? Well, the first step is define what it is you really want. So if you are looking for happiness, which I think everyone is in a way or another, uh, don't tie it to materialistic things. Don't tie it to things that you're out of your control. So define your meaning of success. And I really mean that to like the, the, the exact decimal of what you think you should be making, right? So if you define success as I got to make six figures, you know, write it down, write the exact six figures you want to make. Don't just tell me I want to make more money. Cause you know, who is it? I think Tony Robbins always says that's, you know, it'd be richer is a dollar. 
you're a dollar richer. So you don't, you know, you're not really defining your, your success here. So I would say define exactly what you want to uh, make in your life. That's financial success. If that's what you define yourself with. Um, if you define yourself with, I don't know, I want this house or I want this car. Okay. Well, how much money you have to make in order to buy that house and buy that car? And how, how's that going to transfer to the amount of hours you have to work and how much you have to charge? So it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Everyone has a vision. No one knows how to get that vision done. If you can calculate how to get there, it is much more realistic than just projecting something that you don't even know how, how to get there. Um, you want to be a successful personal trainer? Define what successful first means. Does that mean a lot of clients? Because here's the thing too, you can have a shit ton of clients but not make enough. That's yep. just bad time. Yeah, I know plenty, I know plenty of people charging 25 bucks a yeah. session. You know, and they're, and they're proud. They're like, oh my God, I got 50 clients. So I'm like, well, your 50 are equivalent to six of mine. Yeah, <laughs> six yeah. Hours say that all the time. I got more time you know? on my hands. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's exactly what happened after COVID pre COVID. I was here from eight to eight Monday through Thursday. And on Fridays, I would barely have a living by the end of the week. I was spiritually, physically, and emotionally drained out of my life. So COVID was actually a really good thing for me because what I did is like, okay, I am unhappy in what I created. This needs to change right now. So I told myself rule number one, I work from eight to two. And when I started telling that to clients they were pissed, they're like, well, I've been working with you for, you know, four months now. I can't make it to eight to two. I said, look, I got two options. People don't like the option that fits in their life. But uh, option number one is I'm going to give you your money back. Whatever you have, any sessions you might left, here's your full refund. Option two, you can work with one of my top trainers at the desired time that you want. You're still going to be, you know, taken care of. Uh, 90, 90% of them got pissed and left, right? I felt bad. But then I thought to myself, why am I the one feeling bad about wanting to take care of myself? And these people can't understand that because most human, most human creatures are selfish. They care about themselves, not another person. And these are people that I took care of in a personal level. Oh, you're moving. Let me help you out. Hey, you need something. But that's the thing crazy about this industry. You have to desynthesize yourself because after all, so it is a customer service. There's always going to be someone complaining about something, even if you're giving yourself your hundred percent. So I got so tired of being yelled at for doing what I do best that I said, eight to two, this is how many clients I'm going to work with. This is the time slot. After two, it's Alex time. And again, I was just shocked about how people got mad at me because I wanted to take care of myself and they were so unhappy in their life that they couldn't understand that I was doing this for myself. So that was my first rule. I don't come here before eight because I got to meditate, stretch, run, take my dogs out and have a peaceful breakfast. And after two, I got kickboxing or I work out. Or I'm, or I'm reading because at the end of the day, I am still the most important person in my, in, in my universe It's selfish as some people might even think about that, but that's why I'm also successful because yep. I don't waste time between eight to two. It's my clients. I'm not on social media. I'm not texting anyone. I'm being as productive as I can. So I've defined work smarter, not harder. That was something that it took four years of this business being open to realize that if I don't take care of my mental health, nothing else matters. I love that you brought that up because I think the fact that, uh, you know, you know, especially in our position as, as coaches and, and a lot of other coaches that we've spoken to on our podcast that we're, we're connected with have, have seen a lot of uh, uh, different opportunities come out of COVID or realizations um, just like yourself. And I think it's, it's truly amazing what you said. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, as, however people want to look at it, you know, you being selfish or not, you have to be positively selfish for yourself to be able to be more selfless for others uh, and be able to give your best version of yourself for others. And if you can't do that, then you're not living an optimal life um, for you and for all, all the people that you care about uh, and love. Um, 
Well, it's like it's like what Jocko Wilkins says, right? It's like discipline equals freedom. The more discipline you can be with your schedule, yep. the more freedom you exactly. actually have, yeah. even though it sounds yep. counterproductive. It sounds like you're being very restrictive when really all you're saying is like like you're you were mentioning it. Yeah. What you were mentioning, Alex, like from eight to two, you know, I'm disciplined enough to say like I'm gonna book my schedule full on that and then once two o'clock hits, that's it. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I and a lot of people end up, you know, at least with my clients, we had the same thing happen with the podcast where I was like, okay, Tuesday, Thursdays, I'm not training anyone because I have to get ready to, for recordings and do my research. And then I have to go, you know, do all the recordings. And at first, my clients, same thing. We're pushing back. Well, you know, I'm so used to training with you at these times. Like, well, those times no longer exist in my life. You know, you either have to accept that and you need to adapt or, or I'm, you know, I'm going to have to stop working with you because I have other things that I need to do to make my own life better, to make myself happier, to give myself a little bit more fulfillment than just standing here, you know, talking to you every day. But as a coach, you understand too, that, you know, like you, it, it's hard to give the same amount of positive energy and, and umph from the first client to the last client. So oh, it's brutal. Working, it's brutal. You know, I feel bad for my 6 p.m. clients. I feel bad for those. I'm like a zombie. Is, is, yeah. You're like, okay, dude, let's just do this. You know, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to provide the same amount of energy from the first to the sixth client of the day. And so that was also another thing. This is optimizing the quality of my work. Um, but to compensate, obviously, for the amount of work that I wasn't working in the afternoon, I just raised my rates. So, again, you can't just, you know, take away hours of work and not do something on the other side to compensate. It's a give and take. For two. sure. And uh, the clients that I was working with that I told them, look, there's going to be a price spike. Again, because I chose the clientele that I want to work with. They're like, I don't care. Right. You know, they love you. So they, they enjoy working here with me. And the additional $15 an hour really wasn't a big deal for them. And that made me happy because made me understood these people are here really to, you know, be, they appreciate my, my, my style of training. They appreciate what I've done for them. And the people who didn't understand that, you know, you always have a feeling who has your back and who hasn't. But I always had everyone's back, whether I still felt like they wouldn't have mine. And that's one of the, you know, one of the hardest things in life is you put out so much good to other people. But when you expect maybe a percentage of that back, that's not there. And you're, and that kind of, you know, that's part of the path of, of building a business and, and, and being successful in, in whatever terms that may be is, you know, you're you think, you know, someone and you in reality, you don't, you know, because the moment you're not meeting their needs, then, you know, unfortunately, you're no longer the person you thought you were in their life. You're just. A service definitely and and um you know something that i that's been something i was thinking about that i really wanted to ask you you know because everything you're saying is is, is truly spot on and amazing and the the attitude the approach the way you you're handling uh, um your situation the awareness of it the things you've learned the thing the, everything you've overcome to the in the success you're having knowing that you have a team knowing that you have a group of trainers knowing that you know you have these employees um how do you approach this level of thinking that you have on your own life, your business? How do you bring this about to your coaches, to your trainers? And when they have their own personal goals and aspirations, um, how do you help them with that? How do you help them keep succeeding in other areas of their life? And how do you, how do you approach your, your, your coaches? How do you, how do you help them on all levels? Just fucking flex on them. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, my gym is a, is, is actually not a bodybuilding crossfit powerlifting gym. It's, it's a, you know, day to day, uh, you know, we're a private studio. People only come right. here with the trainers. I've seen it. Well, that's where, uh, that's where I the actually, money is, right? Helping yeah. normal people, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, I actually most of the time cover myself. It's it's empty right now, so I was working out. Um, I don't even want to, you know, kind of give that meat head approach to anyone walking in here. So I usually cover myself pretty good. But going back to the question, um, the first question that I already ask any anyone who's walking in here is, you know, what's your what are your goals? What do you really want out of this job? If you're just looking for another paycheck, then I, you know, I'm not really this isn't the place for you. You know, we have a pretty good team. All the trainers, you know, smile, talk to each other, hang out with each other off, off, off hours. Um, and I explain to them that there's also a process to the hiring. It isn't just, let me meet you. Let me talk to you. You're hired. Uh, we do a three phase interview. The first one is actually meeting them, see if they can talk, look at the resume, see what, you know, they really want out of this position. If they think it's just another big box gym that they walk in, they don't, you don't talk to me. That's not the right environment. You know, we want to be able to be a small family. The second step is obviously training me or training one of my employees to see how their, you know, their knowledge is. I, I, be, I like this morning, I did an interview for someone I pretended to be uh, dyslexic. I prevented to have scoliosis and prevented, you know, pretended like I had a bad knee throw me a workout, you know? Uh, so that test is now their knowledge and training. And then the third one is they got to sit down and I will run a whole resume with them and say, look, the first week we're going to talk about social media. It's a big part of, you know, promoting my business and your business. Let's take a look at it. Let's see how I can help you. Let's see what we can do better. Second step is here's a book of, here's a, a list of books that I recommend. Uh, so you can start learning not only about how to become a better trainer, but to be a better, sale, uh, a better salesperson in general with, when it comes to everything in life. So I'm constantly giving them continuing education credits so that they can learn. And if they want to take this knowledge and leave and apply it somewhere else, great, obviously, you know, but I'm not here to block someone's knowledge with whatever information I give them. I just want them to grow uh, whatever way they can and be happy in my facility. You know, I'm not breathing down my trainer's neck saying, Hey, you have to meet these sales. In fact, I'm the one doing the sales. I'm the one doing the, the nutrition. I'm still doing the one, the training for everyone who walks in here. They have the AC driven method program. Um, it's my system. I don't want anyone to touch it. All my, all my trainers have to do is literally just train the client. They don't have to market. They don't have to sell. And, but that doesn't mean that I don't want them to learn that. Because those are skills that I want them to apply for themselves in whatever business they might have after, afterwards. Um, and then energy, man. You can obviously tell the energy of the person that walks in here if they're just looking for a job or versus how passionate they are and the way they talk. You know, you can tell right away if it's if their person has, you know, really what it takes to work with people or they're just here for a quick buck. And um, most people who wanted a quick buck, all they do is just talk about their resume. And that's usually most people. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. So when you ask them, what do you want? Like, well, what is your vision in six months and 12 months and three months? If someone is lacking passion, all they're going to say usually is I just want to train the most amount of clients. Yeah. Usually the person who comes in here with a little bit more passion, the answer is I really want to help others achieve their best, uh, fitness goals and become a better version of themselves. Day at night. You know, those two answers are completely different. So someone wants to help, they're more likely going to be hired. If they only see numbers and potentially, like I had an interview last week and they're like, hey, how many clients are you going to give me the first week? And wow. Like, wow. None. Oh, Bye. Is we, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then she had a phenomenal uh, social media presence. It's just, uh, you know, it, it has to be kind of the full package. It just can't be one, one thing that's, that's right. good and everything else sucks. And again, as I mentioned, we have some pretty elite customers in here. So if you don't know how to talk and present yourself, unfortunately, that's, that's a, that's a no, no, you know, I had a gentleman come in here and he used the F word, the S word and the C word in every sentence. And I'm like, dude, like we got to work on your talking skills because your resume looks phenomenal, but I'm pretty sure you're out of a job because you don't know how to talk to a customer and body language is also huge. So, 
you know, you can't come at me like I'm about to start a UFC fight. <laughs> and so it's, it's everything, you know? And I yeah. think when people think about personal training, they think, Oh, I'm going to sit there and count numbers. And I'm like, I'm the I worst mean, yeah, counter. It's a big part of the job. I'm the, my clients <laughs> will tell you, I'm the worst too, counter. They're like, are you counting? I'm like, you know, I'm not counting. I can't count oh, and correct like, your yeah, form. You more, yeah. They're like, how do you know? I'm like, well, I understand like the timing for 10 reps or six reps. Like I just base it Dude. off of like, did it take you 45 seconds or a minute to do it? <laughs> so guys out there, all those clients um, and future clients, we don't count numbers. Yeah, okay? no, I'm not counting. I'm definitely <laughs> you guys not counting. Count. I move my fingers. I have a, I have a two part question for you uh first part one i'm kind of a nerd right so i'm curious what to, uh what books do you recommend uh for all the new trainers to come in or or even the trainers that are pretty well established within uh your facility and two kind of to, to compound off of that right there's something to be said about building out a system that you know or or, or a standardized system right that you can use uh to be able to build and grow your business right so uh, can you kind of touch upon how uh, your experience was building out that system that you have at your gym, as well as how you continually try to expand and uh, and improve upon that system of of standardized standardizing, you know, what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to uh, or what you're not willing to accept uh, for the people that are going to be working for you in the gym. So my number one favorite book right now, and it's been there for a while, is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Love David Goggins. Um, just, it just talks about that mental toughness. And I would rather someone understand mental toughness before they understand numbers. Because huge. if mentally you're not giving up, you know, it doesn't matter how hard a subject may be. Keep going, keep going. At one point, you'll understand it. So yep. Can't Hurt Me was a pretty good one. Uh, the 10X rule, you know, Grant Cardone, um, I always tell my clients, look, if you predict to have two clients, Try to predict six because at least you're failing. I'd rather you fail a four and three than say two and fail a one or zero. So have higher expectations of yourself. So the you know, 10X was a really good book for the business component. Um, for those that are seeking a little bit more of the spiritual uh, uh, spiritual path, uh, The Inner Yogi okay. by Guru Sadhara, I can't say his last name, is a phenomenal book because it talks about uh, the perception of life. And honestly, that what is life, but a perception, you know, like it's how we see life. And so I tell people, if you're a little bit more into the spiritual side, go to inner yogi. If you're a little bit more into the capitalistic side, go to 10 X. If you're a little bit more in the mental toughness, go with David Goggins. There's always something to be learned from a book. It doesn't necessarily have to be business mm -hmm. in order to learn business. You know, you, it's like, uh, the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I mean, there's a thousand, you know, a thousand things you can learn from that book. And, you know, you could recommend that book for someone who's an entrepreneur or wants to look at business or is an artist or so um, there's different books for different needs. And I'll usually assess those needs with when I'm talking to someone. Um, if I see they need more help with money, then I'll recommend them towards the money books. But I feel like, again, we live in a current society that is also obsessed with um, self-growth meaning they'll buy a book to solve one problem and they find out they have three other problems now that they've discovered reading that one book. And now they have to buy a bunch of other books to solve those three instead of reading one book, analyzing, applying, solving that problem, and then moving on maybe potentially to the next book. You know what I call that? So I'll see. Infobesity. Infobesity. That's a good one. You know, it's true though. There's so much knowledge that we're always trying to 
we try and fix this much percentage and then we have to find another problem to fix and it never it never ends so i was a i was a book aficionado like i'd buy a new book every week i'd I'd hammer the podcast yeah Yeah, i'd hammer them i'd listen to podcasts all the time thinking that you know uh, i'm gonna learn something new but it was so much knowledge that i didn't know what to apply instead of just listening to one good podcast like yours and just listening (laughs) You know, truly listening to what is being said, replaying that podcast to truly see if I really understood it instead of being like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. 15 minutes later, you're reading People magazine. You already forgot what the hell, you know, was even (laughs) said to you. You know, Um, it's like I call it the uh, up syndrome, like uh, squirrel, you know, like everything. (laughs) Um, And then the second part of the question is, look, my system was developed over 13 years of mistakes, meaning I had to develop a system in order to truly understand why is it that you're not doing what you already know you should be doing? We know you should be drinking more water. You know, you should be moving more. You know, you shouldn't be smoking. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you doing this? So what I really wanted to combine was a combination of human psyche uh, with nutrition and training so that I could try and change the biochemistry of the client without them knowing any of this, of course, they don't need to understand how biochemistry works and how the physiology can change literally your entire life. Um, so what I created was the ACE driven method lifestyle questionnaire. It's about 35 to 40 questions that really starts digging deep into the client. Simple questions like, Hey, how many hours of sleep are you getting? How many hours are you driving? Cause the more you drive, the more stressful potentially a client can be, the less movement, cortisol levels could go up. So I'm trying to understand everything they do in their life to kind of have an idea of what their biochemistry could look like so I can create the best solution for their lifestyle. Now, what I see that's, I personally think, obviously this is my opinion, that I see that's wrong with the fitness industry is that here's a cookie cutter nutrition, here's a cookie cutter training, have fun, $9.99, you're good to go. Uh, most people follow that for a week or two, they're motivated and somehow, somehow they find themselves, again, unmotivated. So during the first consult, I explained that lifestyle questionnaire and I explained to people, uh, look, if you're looking to be motivated, you're not going to find it in this place. This we're not, I'm not going to teach you how to become motivated. I'm here to teach you about discipline because I tell people, look, I literally live in a gym. Do you think I'm like literally like a switch turns on and then I drink pre workout. I'm ready to have the best workout of my life. Hell no. I sit in this chair and spin for like five minutes and <laughs> listen to something. And then I eventually kind of get that need to go work out. <laughs> and you're, and you're already um, in the gym. You're not even walking through the doors. Dude, I just have to walk out and sweat. Yeah, so, um, I explained that there's no magic solution. There's no magic program. There's magic pill. I'm not the best trainer in the world. It's all about choices. You know, your life is just a presentation of choices. Uh, one gets you closer to your goals and one gets you farthest from your goals. It's your choice to make the best choice. Cause back in the day, I would take it super personal if a client didn't succeed based on their choices outside of the hours of my studio. And I, it drove me crazy. Yeah, Again, my mental health went, yeah. no, it went down the drainer. And so I put all the responsibility on them. They need to understand that on day one, we're here to keep them accountable, to give them the best resources and tools. You know, the lifestyle questionnaire is something I'm really proud of because like I said, it digs really deep into who the person is. I even repeat the question. It's something I, I learned from my mother. She's a uh, former uh, physician. You know, you'll, when you donate blood, it's very interesting how they'll ask the same question in different wording to see if you get the same answer. So for example, I donate blood pretty often and they'll ask you, Hey, have you left the country in the last whatever days? And then towards the end of the questionnaire, they'll say, Hey, have you had a a pleasure or business trip? Same shit, just different, you know, wording to see if they're really paying attention. So I asked that a few times in my questionnaire, like, why do you feel you're failing 
at uh, eating healthier? Why do you feel you're not achieving these goals? And when they actually have to sit down and actually analyze it, it's a very uncomfortable thing. You know, they don't want to write, uh, I'm a failure, I'm a loser. Uh, you know, they give me the always the same excuse. I lack time. Um, you know, I don't have enough this, I don't have enough that. So it becomes a very victim mentality instead of just assuming the true word, I suck. I don't have the discipline. I don't have the motivation. I, you know, they, it never comes down to being honest with themselves. And that's what I want in the lifestyle questionnaire for them to truly see why they're not achieving their goals. Uh, cause it, let's be honest, any monkey could go to the gym and lift the barbell. You know, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to teach someone a sustainable path so that even after they're done working here with us, they're still in the healthiest version that they can be. And it gives you no more satisfaction to see a client at a club or a bar or anywhere that I haven't worked with six or seven months. And they're even, even better shaped than when I left them, because now I know they have adopted exactly my, my teachings and I'm, 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 that gives me the euphoria of life, you know? Um, but it is what we teach here is sustainability, not here's a 30 day cra uh, crash diet. Here's a 60 day, you know, training program. As soon as you start putting numbers, you're putting again, your fitness and your health into another label. And again, that's a huge issue. You know, these labels, you know, especially in social media, be your best self in 30 days. Look, dude, you could be your best self in 16 minutes if you, if you apply to it, you know, stop putting numbers into something that you feel needs to be applied to. Um, and I always, obviously encourage people, you know, whether they're when I sign up or not, the fact that they're sitting right there in front of me and they're listening to a potential solution to their problems, that's already the first step. I yeah. got to say, man, um, everything you've said, tons of, va of value, knowledge, um, gems, what else can I say? You know, it, it obviously shows and speaks for itself from you, you know, having seen from where you started to where you are now. Um, and clearly, you know, you have a system that's bringing you results. It's bringing your coaches results. It's bringing your clients results. And I think we all can all agree at the end of the day, you know, when you have a system in place, I mean, you have that pathway that you can literally take every single day um, and apply it into all these other areas, that's when you're going to start seeing, you know, these results come out of it. And like something you said, I really loved. It's about not you motivating individuals, but it's about the fact you're creating discipline because at the end of the day, great motivation, all this stuff, you can get motivated out of anything, but if you don't take action, then you ain't going to get shit, you know? And that's, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's facts, true straight up facts. Brother, man, we're approaching that one hour marker and dude, this is amazing. Flies. Yeah, time flies. Time flies. I definitely want to leave the floor open to Josh to see if he has any last uh, minute questions. I know I have one or two. Uh, but first of all, I just want to see appreciate you, man. And I want to give you the floor. Oh, yeah, of course. I want to give you the floor to let people know where they can find you. Um, hey, beat me other to the punch. There we go. <laughs> where they can find you, any links that you want to send them to, maybe some new projects that you got going on. Share all that information right now. Uh, AlexCarnero.com. That's just a website. They can always find me there. And my Instagram is AlexCarnero underscore. I mean, pretty, pretty simple to find me. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I, I want to just say one more time, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast, sharing your story, giving a little bit of uh, a little bit of insight into, you know, what makes you tick, how you became successful and how you're helping, you know, the trainers inside of your gym and, and your clientele really, you know, take the next steps that they need to do to succeed. Uh, it's always great to see other, you know, high achieving client or uh, trainers, excuse me, uh, doing such great things because I, we need more people like you in the field, you know, uplifting others, 
you know, really pushing the, the field as a whole forward, right? I think we need to be setting a higher standard uh, for the new trainers and the new coaches coming in on what, uh, what level of expectation there really needs to be in, in the uh, health and wellness field, in, in particular strength training, right? And, and all the coaching aspects that go along with that. So thank you, man, for, you know, one, being well, who you. you are and two, coming on the podcast and sharing all of that with us. No, it's a pleasure. I mean, the only message I always leave for personal trainers or anyone who's, you know, trying to get into this industry is also to remember, like, personal training isn't you liking working out. Fair. It's about you helping other people enjoy that process. That's the number one mistake I see, you know, like, oh, I like that, you know, or um, how should it be? They think that the path to become a successful personal trainer is to step on stage and to be a famous Instagram, you know, influencer or this or that, or have a, a perfect uh, shredded six pack. Quite the like, opposite. No, trust me. Yeah, you have to be willing to want to help others, not yourself. And that's a problem I see is people are so becoming so narcissistic that they think that because they have a chiseled body that there should be, you know, there should be clients rounding out the business for them. And it's not like that. You know, it's, it's truly, how can I solve your needs? Not, I got a lot of followers and likes, you should be training with me, right? <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, that's just unfortunately how I see some of these things these days. And uh, again, the number one, the other number one thing I can say is just define what it means to live your life. Because if you're living life based on what you think is what you, sh- you think your life should be, then you're going to be in trouble. You're always going to be hitting a path of depression and sadness. Mm-hmm. So define your standards, define your own life rules, define what it is. And once you find that definition, it'll be a much easier path. And I'm not saying, you know, you're going to find the solution to, to what I just said in overnight, it, it, it takes time to develop to that path. But mm-hmm if you're at least following, you know, and you have intention of, of, of working on it, it'll happen one day. Yeah. No, amen, man. And you literally stole the question out of my mouth. I was going to ask you, what's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today? You're on top of it. So you, you, you beat me to the punch. Uh, this way I beat it. Josh to the punch. He usually, is the one that he's usually the one that asked, <laughs> I mean. what, what, what do you want to share with all the users today? So, um, Dude, is a, it was a pleasure to have you on yeah, here, man. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to make it out to Denver when all this COVID oh, yeah. stuff's over. We'll come Please. out for sure. I love it out there. Love it out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you again, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, Everyone. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Alex. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.